0: and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. In our being, in our being with Him, we have expectations, don't we? We can expect great things from God, and in, when you are being with Him and you are spending time in His presence, He will do great things. He wants to do great things in your life today. Yes, that's correct. In your life, you think, oh, Jennifer, my life, my mundane life, I'm just heading to work again or coming home from work to make dinner again or I have kids to pick up. I have, you know, bills to pay. I have life to do in this, in this life, in this just every day to day, you know, the skies are a little gray today. It's a little chilly outside, whatever it is, it, you're thinking, Yeah. God wants to do something great. God always is great. He is awesome. He is so powerful and amazing. Oh, let's just let's just start with praising him. How about that? God, we thank you for today. We praise you for today. You are great. You are awesome. You are powerful. You are more than enough. You are the beginning. You are the end. You're the alpha and the omega. God, you do all things. You make all things possible. God, you are the provider. You're the giver. You're the healer. You're the deliverer. God, you're the one that restores. We expect great things from you. God, you save us. God, you created us. You make all things new. And we give you praise. And we expect to see you, to be close to you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Ah, I get excited about God. God is so cool. God is so phenomenal. And he loves you. The God of the universe who flung the stars in the sky sees you. He sees you. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every sparrow that falls to the ground. You know, I have a bird feeder outside, two windows, and I just look and I watch and I wait and sometimes we get the red finches. Oh, they're so cool. They're so pretty, the red finch. I love the cardinals, of course, and I don't know why I have not gotten any cardinals to my one feeder, but anyway, I have red finch and... I just think, you know, God cares. He sees even the smallest bird. He knows it all. And we can expect him to do great things. Uh, You know, on the previous show, we talked about the prodigal son. We talked about giving our will to God. We talked about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. If you missed that yesterday, go back and and listen to that. But today we want to keep going uh, and expecting great things from God. We said that yesterday one of the requirements was a reverent submission, and laying our will down. And so we want to talk about that a little bit more today. Um, how do we do that? Whew. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life. Say that former to put off your old self, which is being con- corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay. Pause right there. What is righteousness? That's a big old churchy word, right? (laughs) Big biblical word, righteousness. What it means is, is to be in right standing with God. If you are in right standing with your boss, for instance, there's nothing between you. There's no, there's no, no problems there's no nothing that you've left undone nothing that they are expecting you to do that you haven't done you know you're, you're cool the communication lines are open you're in right standing with your boss if you're in right standing with your spouse or with a close friend you've talked about it you've talked about the tough things you've talked about anything that might have come between you you've forgiven you've cleared things up they've forgiven you and the air is clear you're in right standing everything's good doesn't mean everything's always been perfect or you haven't had to work things out, but at the moment, everything is good. I'm right and they're right and we're right together. There's righteousness here. Well, that's what God wants in our relationship with him. He's always right. (laughs) He's holy. That's why it says uh, to be with God in true righteousness and holiness. God doesn't sin. God is holy. He's perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. Sometimes we get mad at him because we think he should do things one way or the other. He, he can handle it, just so you know. If you're mad at him, just tell him he can handle it. And he wants to talk to you about it, but it doesn't mean that he's wrong. It means that he sees things higher. His ways are higher. His thoughts are broader than ours. But he wants us to live righteously, which means in right standing with him. So if there's anything that's between you and him, get it off your chest, share it with him, talk it over with him. If there's anything he's asking of you to do or to be and you aren't, you have to start obeying so that you can get into right standing and righteousness, right relationship with God. Okay. Well, that was a lot on that one big word. But we have two selves, don't we? Uh, We have the old self and the old self. The old Jennifer, the old whatever your name is, fill in the blank, the old you is your nature before God changed you. <laughs> if you haven't let God change you yet, you're still with the old self. Bible says God makes all things new. And the new self is what God wants to make us. He wants to transform your life. He's the transformer. Remember those toys kids used to have and they would go from a a. a an action figure to a car or a car to an action figure. Those were transformers. God wants to completely transform your life. So for the new self to express itself, we have to put off the old ways. We have to put off the old self. This is something we must do. We must do this. God cannot do it for us. Now, he will give you courage. He will give you encouragement and strength, but you have to choose to obey him. When we say, not my will, we are putting off the old self. When we say, your will, we're putting on the new the new self. We're changed and we're made new in the attitude of our mind. And the old self, it's a rebel. And he has, you know, the old self has no claims on God's inheritance. God has great plans for you and an inheritance for you. And so the thing that often happens in our lives as Christians is this old self, this rebel, rises up, asserts his claim, and says, okay, um, I want to do what I want to do. But to, regard, to guard ourselves against this, we have to do, as Jesus said, not my will, God, not my will, but yours be done. If God were um, to, to answer the old self and all of us, the whole universe would be in chaos. <laughs> he wants to work with the new us, the new So we have to renounce our will. Sometimes what we want is not what's best. And embrace the will of God. And just embrace his will. And this is what we have to keep in mind as we do that. That he loves us. He loves you more than you love yourself. He understands us. He understands you more than you understand yourself. And he wants the best for us. He wants the best for you and for me. So that's very important in getting rid of of the old self (laughs) you know i think about sometimes when when coronavirus hit we wanted our church to keep flourishing and thriving and I, i remember sitting in the living room with my husband pastor doyle and we were like how what is happening here how can they just have us just staying at home and the church has to stay open and it's so important and We were just really struggling and I remember we called the TV station, we called NBC4 and said, can we come on TV? And they said, sure. And we, we rearranged our lives we rearranged everything in order to do that. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily what we wanted to do. It was what we felt God wanted us to do at that time in response to that situation. And sometimes God asks you to do something that's not necessarily what you want to do, but what you feel like he's showing you to do in that situation, in that crisis. Maybe it's a sacrifice that you have to make. Maybe it's something that God wants you to give. Maybe there's some piece of your time or your schedule that God is asking you to make a change in. Maybe it's in your finances or a giving or a serving. But we have to lay down our will. We have to lay down our desires. You know, I have a friend at the church. She has adopted three boys. They're from different countries. And I'm just watching daily the sacrifices that she makes. And, and now they're teenagers. And, I mean, she is literally laying down her will and laying down her old self. She used to like to quilt and do all these fun things. And she doesn't do those right now because she's investing in these boys that she adopted because God showed them to do that. And sometimes we lay down our will to pick up his will and his plan to pick up the new self. And you know, she's happy and it's fulfilling and she has a family now and there are benefits and there are joys in that. So we have to remember, let's just review here, that we we have to have the image of God the Father. He loves you and he welcomes you. It's just like the father in the story of the prodigal son. His arms are open wide. He embraced the the prodigal son when he came running home to God. And if you run home to God today, he wants to make things right. He wants to make things righteous between you and him. He delights to hear from you. He wants to answer your prayers. Now, we have to renounce our own will and embrace God's will. Not my will, but yours be done. And that's what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus's prayers were heard because of his reverent submission. And we looked at that in Hebrews. Let's, let's look at that real quick. Hebrews 5, 7, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petition with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. As we reverently submit our hearts to God, he hears us, not as I will, but as thy will, not as you will, but as God God wills. Prayer is not a way for us to get to God to do what he wants. No, what God wants is always exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or think. And when we pray according to his will, we're praying at a higher level than we could pray according to our own will. So we just ask him in reverent submission for his will, for his plans, for his answers to those cries, to those prayers. He wants to expect it expect God to do great things for you today. I'm Jennifer Jackson. You're listening to Simply for Women. This is the time where we just grow together. We enjoy one another. I'm cheering you on in your faith. Keep going. Keep growing. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't stop now. The Lord wants to hear from you today. And I have a testimony. It's coming right up, right after the break, to encourage your faith, And while you're waiting, go to jennifer-jackson.org. I have some 2023 dream sheets for you to download right there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.